Hey, what's going on, guys? Danny and Derek here. Hey, hey. Uh, just the intro for this episode. This is uh, the first episode that we actually spoke to somebody who doesn't agree with us. And again, please bear with us. You know, this it's not the easiest thing to kind of uh, record an episode within an hour and stay on task. So, you know, um, I like Josh. I kind of let him let him go. I wanted to be respectful and I, I, I let him talk. And I think I dropped the ball on this episode a little bit. I think that, uh, you know, uh, Josh is a talker like me and he kind of carried the conversation and um, we'll get better at this when we have people on who disagree with us at just kind of staying on task and staying on track, talking about what we agreed to talk about. And uh, that way I don't have to edit so much. We actually recorded like an hour, 40 minutes. Um, so I had to cut a good chunk out um, to reflect what we agreed to talk about because we're so passionate about our, our positions. I think that it was really easy for us to go on tangents and and discuss long-winded things that kind of you know was out of the realm of what we wanted to actually discuss um but either way here it goes this is a resident uh, oh he's he he lives in marietta but he's on the border um so he, he's in that part that weird part of marietta where his kids are in tvusd district uh just to clarify that so again it's a local father he he just recently got involved uh, with the board stuff like Derek and I have been and, and many other parents have been and we just wanted to give him a platform to hear his position and uh, you know it, it's I think it's a good episode could have been better I don't know what do you think Derek yeah I thought it was a good episode I probably could have pushed back a little bit more but like Danny was saying we want the we want them to come on and express their side um, yeah it's tough to debate uh, certain subjects and some people have a certain worldview and a belief that they're just not going to change but uh still wanted to hear them out like I said remain respectful um, so overall I thought it was I thought it was pretty good but yeah we have some things to work on as far as staying on the outline and um, we just let Josh kind of go and we want to hear his perspective so you guys decide on um, you know the thoughts on it yeah, and, and then one more thing um, to everybody who's, who's been reaching out. I, I appreciate it. People who want to be guests will definitely have you on. I think we're, we're booked out like for seven weeks already yeah. um, going back and forth with people. Uh, but um, I, I just want to point out like, listen, hey, we have an hour to discuss stuff. You know, I, I'm not at the level of Joe Rogan. I'm not going to put our listeners through a four hour episode. So, um, you know, like a lot of this is going to be opinionated, like what we feel and what we see based and then compared to what you feel and what you see. Um, if you come with receipts and data and stats and a lot of stuff that we're not really prepared for, I think that it, it then we're not hearing your position. Really, we're hearing facts that you agree with. We're hearing the position of someone else's view from your mouth and you know we can easily bring someone else on like that is just in the back with a laptop and then when you bring stats we'll have that person pull up stats but then the show turns into a battle of what you can find online to compare to what i can find online and I, that's not what i want this show to be i want it to be more of a free-flowing conversation with neighbors who have a position and then we just put that out there for other neighbors to listen to so and just to clarify, uh, Josh did not do that really in this case. He, he did bring some stats and some stuff he wanted to cover. He came very prepared, but we, we didn't even get to that because of just how long-winded uh, our, our first topic in our outline went. So we, we, didn't, we didn't get to go, get through the whole outline of what we discussed. Um, so, but just for future reference, um, I, I, I would prefer if we stray from doing that and, and if that is what you want to do then then we can prepare for that no problem but again I, I just want to keep it um, in line with hey what's on your mind what do you know if it's on your head let's talk about it if you if you know the stats off the top of your head let's talk about it but I think that if you have to bring stuff um, to pull up and to reference I think that might defeat the purpose of what what our show actually is but again 
Josh did do that, but everything that's covered on this episode, we didn't get to his facts and his stats or anything like that. Um, so just to clarify that. Again, I like Josh. He's a good guy, fellow veteran. Uh, yeah, enjoy, guys. Thanks for listening again. Enjoy. Yo, what's going on, guys? Danny here with Derek across hey, hey. from us. We got a Temecula father that we met uh, at the last board meeting. Um, this is somebody who is on the other side of the argument. Um, and uh, I, I, it was interesting how we met because he was kind of standing with us. And it's, it's pretty sad at the, at the meeting. We're split apart, you know. There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's the the people who are anti board members, and then the other group is people who are pro board members. And uh, and he was standing with us, and we just started talking. And um, he told me right away, like, you know, I'm actually on their side, but I like coming over here and talking. And I thought he was a, a great guy, a, a fellow veteran, also. And uh, he told me a story, and I wanted to have him on. Uh, Josh, what's going on, bud? Hey, Thanks y'all. for coming. Hey, hey. Uh, so just to give a little bit of an illustration. Uh, about the people choosing to self-segregate into their own tribes. Um, the old movie, uh, The Planet of the Apes, uh-huh. they, they had actors that were in, like, you know, gorilla costumes, chimpanzees, orangutans. At shooting breaks, the actors in the costumes mm-hmm. would self-segregate to their kind of monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, right, right. right like, I, and I, it was I, completely I, artificial. It was, just a, it was just a costume they were wearing, yet... When the director turned around, it was like, wow, people do this um, naturally. I think we're, we gravitate to the safe, which we identify as somebody who shares our you know, ideology or shares uh, ethnicity. Um, but my personality type, and it goes back to my Navy service, is that um, you, you have to be willing to talk to everybody. You can't, you can't say, you know, those people are unreachable, they're untalkable. You can't do that. That eliminates too many relationships and too much just progress in society. So I was happy that Danny was was so so kind of receptive to me, you know, knowing that we were going to disagree. Uh, it was very polite, civil, and I was super stoked uh, to be invited to come onto the podcast and just, you know, share in polite, civil discourse. If we're going to disagree, we can do that. I I just when I was telling uh, Derek, I. I'm not going to try to convince you guys or change anybody's mind. I'm just going to share my truth. Yeah. And then I want to hear your truth. And if your truth is better than mine, I'm completely open uh, to changing it, yeah. updating it. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at just kind of philosophically. Yeah. Uh, politically, I am uh, a moderate. I am not actually a part of any party. I'm okay. registered independent. So I'm probably going to find myself agreeing with you guys more than I would disagree. Yeah, I think there's you. a lot of room that we would we would agree. Um, so quickly about myself, originally from Northern California, hence the San oh, Francisco. Me too, 49ers. San Jose. Uh, uh, Fairfield. Oh, okay. I got, I got family in San Jose. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> off of uh, Mountain View Road. Yeah, that's where my yeah. dad grew up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, a I went to Leland road. High School. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, so I grew up in Northern California. I got married at 18, so high school sweethearts. We're coming up on 25 years. Oh, wow. Congrats. Congratulations. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That's no, awesome. Let's talk about how you got that accomplished. Uh, <laughs> Scratch everything else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did you work? Uh, real quick, she wasn't pregnant. Like, that's the first yeah. thing I did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Not <laughs> uh, I joined the Navy right at 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did um, my last tour of duty was instructor duty down in Florida. That I got hired as, uh, as a civilian replacement for myself. So I did that for another seven years. So I lived down in Florida for about 15 years. Uh, I was stationed in uh, New Orleans for a couple of years. I was stationed overseas in Japan. My cousins live. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a small world, right? Down in Belchis. Uh I was stationed overseas in Japan, uh, Yakuska, um, back on the Kitty Hawk, back in the day. Uh, and then so after I got out of the Navy, did the... So how, how many years did you do? Uh, just shy of 10. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Like just at that, just at that nice. moment of like, if, you, if you're realist now, you're in for 20. And I'm like, you know, I just had my first kid. And... Uh, I, I, I appreciated the Navy. It was it was good to me and my family, but I was like, Uncle Sam, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm peacing out. And my boss was like, you want your job back? And I'm like, uh, sure. And it was everything that I hoped it would be. I loved being a Navy instructor. If I ever get into like um, the tone of voice where like I'm being condescending or something, I'm 
I apologize. It's the instructor side of me. Yeah, yeah. Just let me know, hey, stop being a douche, <laughs> and I'll turn that down. Yeah, uh, no, I got you. I'm the same way, you know. Come <laughs> sometimes we get passionate about these subjects, and yeah, it can come across. Right. Even though now we kind of think we kind of know each other's personalities, right. like we're strangers. Right. Once we've right. talked a couple times, you know, you got to give the benefit of the doubt the, right. the person's intention behind what they're yeah, saying. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so I uh, I do have three kids, uh, 15, 13, 11. My 15 year old is the uh, gender fluid. So it was just three weeks ago. We're sitting down having a conversation, and she's like. I said she there. Um, they were like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get better about it. Yeah, I got it's, you. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an new. adjustment. It's, new. You know? it's, oh, an it's adjustment. like you're changing, the, yeah. you're changing a whole word that you've it been is. conditioned to say. For, for 15 <laughs> years, you've gotten used yeah. to saying it one way. But he, and even just your whole life. Your whole life. Never right. really yeah, yeah. Had really come across yeah. And the, the, re, the reason why you do it, though, is you love them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 100%. It, so just as an FYI, when I was eight years old, I actually changed my name, my first name, legally. Um, I won't tell you what it was because that gives you too many of my passwords. <laughs> okay. But uh, because of family drama reasons, I actually changed my first name when I was eight. Um, so I, I have a flexible, I have a flexible understanding of, of why somebody would do this, why, what they see in themselves, and why they would want why they would stand up and shoot my older brother did i remember when he was somewhere in high school he's he was his name was michael and i called him mikey all of all of our childhood and one day he was like call me michael and it was a really important moment in his development as a human being for him to say stop calling me mikey call me michael yeah and, and it was and it was who he was trying to be and i remember being profoundly impacted like that really mattered to him. Yeah. So fast forward it now a couple of decades and my daughter's like, you know, I don't really see myself as a she, her. I see myself as a they, them. Um, out of love, as, as a, a father who's you know just supportive of who she wants to be. Uh, you're dang right. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. And she's, she's very, she gives me a lot of grace uh, when I don't get it right. Um, she doesn't even really correct me. But the other thing about my, my, my lovely child is um, she's uh, on the autism spectrum. Okay. So she's, she's, she passes most of the time. You wouldn't be able to tell unless you were, you know, at home with her. And she, you know, she has a rocking chair that uh, she'll, she'll rock in for three to four hours a day just in her room singing to herself. So we got that diagnosis when she was 12. Okay. And uh, so we, we'd gone a lot of years. With Without even knowing. When, well, actually, the, the sad part is we we knew, but we had had a pediatrician tell us point blank, do not let anybody ever tell you that this child's autistic. And the reason why we were taking it to a, pod, a pediatrician is because we had seen um, some of the signs when she was, shoot, right after being an infant, right while she was a toddler. We were seeing the, some of the, you know, the, the stemming that they do, the, the relax, the, the self-soothing that they do. Right. We, 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 saw, we saw these things. And so we, we, we asked the pediatrician specifically about this. And we were told, don't ever let anybody tell you that she's uh, autistic. And it wasn't until my wife was, you know, started subbing at the school and was starting to work with some of the autistic kids that she was like, wait, I recognize these behaviors at home. And right. so she, she, oh, so, so she yeah. persisted. She got, um, she got the uh, diagnostics done that where they sit down for like gosh four or five hours and do a whole assessment with a child. And getting the diagnosis was one of the best things to ever happen to our family, um, mostly because I'm an idiot. Because I was, you know, I had all this experience as an instructor. I knew what lazy thinking was, what people who were just wanted a quick answer, what it sounded like. And I thought my daughter who was struggling, who kept asking me for homework help on questions that I felt like, honey, just read the question. The answer is there. And I cannot tell you how many times um, we'd be at the, the, the dining room table. She'd be crying. But she wouldn't, she wouldn't quit. She wouldn't give up. I, I, and I, I would pressure i i would i I'd pressure i i feel so bad saying it now i feel terrible this no is like, but i but i think i think what 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 you experience right. is what a lot of parents do right i mean even even when you, you even us parents who who don't have kids yeah, on the spectrum or yep. or or don't know that their kids are on the spectrum like that's mm -hmm. 
That's normal, dude. I mean, there's jokes about it, you know? It's like, dude, what's two plus two? What's two plus two? Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And, and so I, once, once we had the diagnosis and she started her ABA therapy, the therapist, I'll never forget the, the first day that they sat down with us, she, the therapist was amazing. She said, with autism, there's, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing that needs to be fixed. She's not broken. This is how she's wired. This is who she yeah. is. And then she says, like, look at, and then she had a, a number of people that are on the spectrum. So they think Albert Einstein was on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Alan Turing. Like, there's a lot of scientists that have contributed, contributed fabulous things to our society that were probably on the spectrum. That's part of the reason why they were able to do what they do is because they saw the world in a different way because they were wired in a different way. Once somebody clued me in that she's wired this way, it's not laziness, it's not a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. It's she doesn't understand sarcasm, she doesn't read body language well. I started realizing, oh wait, all those things that I had been just not accepting of and, and, and criticizing and parenting. You're just yeah. like, right. you know, like for all you know, the kid could just be like being like, uh, yeah, a jerk or lazy yeah. or not yeah. want to do the homework where you're like, or they play dumb almost like, That's I right. don't know how right. to yeah. do it. Because, you're like, hey, because kids do that. Yeah, because yeah, with a military background, right. you're probably yeah. like, do it. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, right. get it done. Right. Like, it's I don't want to hear your excuses it, about it. It's a very unyielding, it's a very unyielding man. And, 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 and my wife, their mother, um, She's just as made out of steel as I am. In fact, she's probably more you know, hard on the kids. And and frankly, I have three wonderful kids because of 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 her and her and her just her metal. Yeah. With my child, knowing that something she's not capable of mm-hmm. is been life changing in a good way. I have to explain what would normally be understood naturally, I have to explain those things. The other side of that coin is that people who are on the spectrum are three times more likely to be non-hetero. Something. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I I was going to ask you about it because I've heard a kind of a statistic. It is. Uh, There was a a study. And fortunately, my wife saw it coming a long time ago, Mm -hmm. over a year ago. I think the study was in 2017 that she shared with me. She shared the study with me, and she just like, "Hey, be on be be on the lookout. Don't freak out. Don't don't idiot this up." Um, but she's she's probably going to be in this in this category. One of the easy things for for me to see was that every time I would meet one of her friends, I keep saying her, one of their friends. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's I'm cool. Trying. No, no, I'm it's trying, cool, honey. Brother. It's cool. Uh, yeah. um, they most of their friends were also kind of gender fluid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you, you look at, and, and that's why I think the, the, um, the last board meeting where it was a policy affecting that group of kids. Yeah. Well, not only was my kid in that group, but all of their friends were in that group. And these are kids that you have at your house, you have right. for dinner, yep. you meet, you develop relationship you, you, with your, you, you, with your child's you friends too. You do. And you don't want yeah. to be that dad that nobody, like, their friends don't feel comfortable with coming mm-hmm. over because of whatever reason. Yeah. Right. Um, so being an accepting home and it was interesting cause I'll never forget. Um, one of their, their school friends was coming over to do cello lessons and my child said, "Hey, they're they're non-binary." And so when we got home, I, I asked, "What what pronouns do you like?" And they said, "Really, any, oh. any pronouns, right?" Oh, okay. And they asked me, "Why did why did you ask that?" And I told them, "When you're here, I want you to know that you're safe. You're safe to be who you are. You're safe to be accepted, just however you are. When you're here, you're safe." That I wanted you to know explicitly, and the the least I could do is just to ask you what your pronouns are. Yeah, and it, so it was done absolutely from a place of love. Yeah, and it wasn't done by demand. It wasn't they they didn't say hey I'm this yeah call me this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't that at all. Especially with my child, they don't correct me. Like they, they've said what they said they believe me, and 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 they're. They just accept that I'm 
learning and I'm I'm very grateful to them yeah but um, when it comes to how we treat all the people that don't fit into society's square hole as round pegs I think we need to change our like we need to do things out of love mm. and not fear yeah mm -hmm. I think I think that's I think that's hard though it I is think that I think that uh, what people don't know they fear and that's that's how it always is you know yeah um, the 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 um, just the unknown yeah. automatically I think in our in our monkey minds is going to make us be in a place of fear yeah even even it's like it's like I'm a dog person love dogs if a, a strange dog comes running up to me on the street no leash no owner like my first reaction is going to be uncomfortable yeah, yeah right you know yeah I think yeah. and I think like you said uh, with um dot they um yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, your daughter, your child, that's where because yeah, that's, yeah, your child. That's kind of everybody. Yeah, that's hard, kind yeah, of everybody's yeah, kind of thing. Is like it is. you're messing up my whole language yes, thing, and like you want is. most people are like, and I think most people are like your child, right? Where they give yeah. people benefit for the doubt. Like most are like, hey, they're trying to learn. Once again, it's only the loud minority of people that get upset, like at the cashier, right. and when you're right. and they're probably like. How would the cashier kind of right. know? And then it's a whole new thing. It is, and like. Go ahead, go ahead. I would say uh, Dave Chappelle has a phenomenal story about a transgender person um, collapsing at a party and he runs up and they've OD'd and he's like hey so he, the dress the person was wearing was short and he was not they were not wearing underwear and you could see which gender they were yeah, at least right. as they were born and, uh, and Dave Chappelle he comes up is like hey is he okay and their entire party turns to him and is like, that's not a he, that's a she. <laughs> and, and it was like, okay, you're missing the point. Yeah, they're yeah. ODing. They're, they're, oh, I know what ODing <laughs> looks like. Yeah, yeah. This is the hill you want to die yeah, on. Yeah. This is the moment you want to you yeah, make this right. the issue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that society-wise, that we're it's, it's hard. Like, on an individual level, it's hard to adjust our vocabulary. We've got our entire lifetimes of learning that this is the this is this is what you call this, mm -hmm. so it's like you know asking hey you know this mouse is now a tiger, you know right, it's like right. and every time you pick up the tiger you're like oh hey can you hear me the mouse yeah. like no 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 that's oh man yeah, right Change and then you, you get like you know like yeah. uh, um, everyone else knows it like give me a break yeah you know I mean? <laughs> so I, I, this is this is where one of the things I think society is really kind of breaking down yeah. is how we treat each other with grace yeah. Um, I think because there are some people who are going to dead. You ever heard the term dead name? Uh, yeah, I've, I've heard the term. So, and this, this happened to one of my, my child's friends. Uh, they were, we were at church camp and their friend would told their church, Hey, my name is not blank. It is now blank. And, um, they continue to call them by their, their old name. Yeah. Right. The name that fit what they look like to them, who would know it, but but that's just like. But so, do you think they were doing that on purpose, though, I, or see, that's, I, that's I do, I do, and, okay. the, and, and and but it, but it's I think their ideology, that their that that their beliefs are based upon teachings from from uh, a religious text. Yeah. And to them, that those religious, th that, that, that supersedes right. It, it supersedes what what you want for your identity my faith and my religious texts which are unambiguous about the thing that it trumps you but what is really missed and this is where I think the breakdown in society is when you refuse to call somebody when you know them you're being the asshole yeah 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 mm -hmm. and so when you say that well the bible says and the, my faith says this and you're just using it as, as as a bludgeon to be a jerk to somebody yeah uh, you, you, you've, you've lost the plot. You're missing the point of life because just like we're talking about, it's hard to adjust, right? Well, why are we, why are we, why are you trying? And the reason why you're trying is because you respect me mm -hmm. and you showing your respect to me by trying. I am so incredibly grateful mm -hmm. and I, and I want to reciprocate in every kind way that I can. And at a minimum, just 
be polite and accept that we're going to get it wrong. All three of us are going to get it, going to get wrong. My child understands that, but as long as we're trying and we're doing it for the right reasons, it's when people refuse to, and that their motivation is something that I, I share on paper. I share that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of faith. Mm -hmm. I, I subscribe to the Christian religion and I see people using their religion as a reason to be unkind and, right. and un, un, unaccommodating. So to let, let's 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 talk about that real quick yeah. because I, I, I kind of want to dive into what happened mm-hmm. when we met because um, we we were talking and you know um, I, I, we were having like a good conversation and then mm-hmm. people can come over and they're hey can we record you guys talking mm-hmm. and it just you know, it, it kind of takes away from like, you know, the authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody the, yeah. wants to be on their phone. It's, it's, I, like everything. it's just me and yeah. you and we're being genuine. You're right. And, and it was, yeah, it was a great, um, it was a great bro moment. By but, the way. but yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, then they, they were like, Oh, we're going to pray. And it's funny because I'm not the biggest religious guy. You right. know, I was, I was raised Catholic, but I don't practice anymore. Sure. I, I do believe in that there the is greater, a God that yep. there, you know, I'm not an atheist or anything, but sure. You know, like, I, I, they were like, we're going to pray. And I figured him and I would just, like, step to the side. And he's like, oh, no, no, let's pray. And right. I'm like, oh. And then we're praying, right, and the, our head, and everybody's heads are down. And, and then I don't know who it was that was saying the prayer, but he was like, he was like, let's hope God prays for all of us and prays for those people over there who are with the devil and wicked something like that something they were evil. yeah he, yeah. he he basically related the people who were opposing the parental rights to the devil and evil right. and um and and I kind of chuckled cuz I'm thinking like <laughs> this in my mind I'm like this fuck this freaking guy just like stopped our conversation specifically to pray yeah. and then here he is during the prayer kind of being like like it was, classified as as like demonic right but it, you know and but also you made like a little i heard you make like a little <laughs> yeah. noise like a yeah. huh you know and yeah. uh and you know but yeah talk about that a little sure. bit man because i think that's important sure so i i'm a i i describe myself as a man of faith not a religious person the reason really is because of what i've outlined is i i've seen religious people be the least kind and loving people to their fellow man in a lot of instances I could talk about for at least 20 minutes, I won't go into those. But I am a man of faith. And so when somebody says, let's pray, I'm down, let's do it. I like prayer, it's a real thing, it has power, it, it's, it's important in our lives. Um, and so when he painted the, 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 all the people over there, all the, the LGBTQ crowd that were over there protesting the, the, the policy as evil, I, I was over there. I, I, in fact, my, my heart, my, that's where, that's my tribe over there. I'm, I'm over here out of love. I'm over here to learn. I'm over here to connect with people and, and see things from the other side, mm-hmm. politely, lovingly, kindly learn. I'm here for the right reasons, I think. And so when he, he categorized all those people, he was, he was talking about me. Yeah, for sure. And, and <laughs> I thought like, wow. Uh, I, I didn't realize I was a heretic. Uh, I mean, in all, in all these years, loving my daughter for who she is. Wow, that really put me on the other side of heaven. Um, <laughs> so, but, so, I, but I think that kind of goes like, uh, it's just like if we stood on their side, they might have been calling so, us like hateful bigots, like, you know, really, sure, really like. Sure. And then, you know, I, I, me sure, and Dan, yeah. you're like, well, they're not like that. I, they're so, just like, yeah. And uh, see, in that, this is one of those areas where I knew we were going to agree is I, I actually think that part of the problem is the messaging has gotten so all or nothing, so bla- you're either with us or you're against us. Mm-hmm. And there's there's no room for anybody in the between, anybody who's in the middle. That that that, that was a, probably the most offensive thing I'd felt that day. And to play devil's advocate, right? Yes, I don't please. think he was maybe calling you personally evil. Sure. Like, but from our view, it's kind of... It's almost like not your side. Some of your leaders maybe are pretty sure. spiteful, right? But we always think it's uh, uh, about the government's um, kind of push. And I think a lot of our standpoint is we want the parents involved in sure. like all the decisions. Sure. And for me personally, it's the medical procedures that they're tr- like. I 
I can't get over. Like, I would never want a kid under 18 to go through any type of, I feel like all that surgery stuff, so, no matter how they feel, like, yeah, sure. I'm not against, like, how they feel. Sure. Um, let I me just, ju- yeah. So, the, so let me challenge that. I'm okay. going to challenge the first premise that no child can get any surgeries without parent parental author- uh, permission, right? Right. So the, the, the argument that the parents are going to be kept in the dark, uh, that that's not true. A parent would have to be involved for that procedure. Now, what's interesting is abortion. A kid can get an abortion without their parents' knowledge, but for which for, I don't agree with either. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. So right. and that's and that's the thing. And, and I and I I'm with you. However, like again, for similar kind of things, like why why would uh, a medical doctor who's talking to a teenage girl mm-hmm. they have to only they're the only ones that get pregnant yeah uh, just state that one <laughs> <laughs> we agree on that there's some, people, agree on that, right? there's some people who would disagree with you uh, well uh, well yeah that's where that's where it's almost the same example that's where it becomes weird yeah. right because yeah. uh, but we're some people you. are like yeah. yeah right 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 keep going keep going yeah but we wouldn't be considered hateful if we thought that right well so or we state that right you know what i mean yeah and so me stating it was actually uh meant in humor and joke because i love I love comedy, love being funny, or trying yeah. to be funny. For the or, interest of time, real quick, because yeah. I, I want to, because, you know, I kind of want to bring it back real quick, this conversation to the parental policy that was sure. that was passed right. and our thing, because I think that in regards to the parental right bill that yeah. was passed, right, I think that the parents who wanted the parental rights bill, yeah. I think that most of us, mm-hmm. we just want to be afforded the same opportunity that you had right and Mm -hmm. even and and even if a parent doesn't have a strong relationship Mm -hmm. with their child i don't think it's fair to exclude them from that conversation i i and and i told you a little bit about like my my specific concern right Mm -hmm. is where like your your child is 14 15 15 so she came out to you when she was 15, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My my concern, and I think a lot of parents' concern, is like, this is happening, right? It's like, we say, oh, wait, kids, students are talking to teachers and telling them that they're, they feel like a different gender, and then those teachers think that they shouldn't tell the parents, whoa, that's odd to us. And also, like, well, what if my kid does that in third grade and then he gets affirmed all the way up to seventh grade? And as a dad, I was never in the loop. And now I'm having this discussion about hormone treatment with a doctor and I'm being looked at like I'm the bigot. But I was never even informed in the conversation like Canada. There's a dad who in Canada he was told that they went to the they went to the doctor to discuss hormone treatment and the medical practitioners there said that hey we're gonna put her on hormone treatment we want to get all parents on board Mm -hmm. and he refused and the end result is he legit got arrested and they did it anyways and this is a concern right it's like this is a neighboring state this is a neighboring country. That mm-hmm. country has similar ideologies, mm-hmm. you know, to, to America. And this is something that I think parents see. And we're like, hey, we don't want it to get there. We would like to just be involved completely. I don't want my kid being influenced by any other adult on these topics. And I think that that the policy that was passed aids in that i understand that there may be some parents who won't be confirming who would have an issue with it but uh we had dr Komrowski on the other day and he talked about it. he said yeah but that doesn't mean that those parents don't love their kid he brought up a good point where he was talking about like shotgun weddings like what happens when a teenage girl gets pregnant the dad doesn't kick the teenager out you know they have to deal with it and, and work it out there's a lot of things as a parent and you know as a dad that that we deal with that we disagree with our children and and we we just have to compromise on because there are kids and we love them but to exclude us completely is a huge a huge point that i just i don't see i don't see a counter argument to and then my bad my oh my bad and then the other thing that i had that my wife brought up was the counselors the school counselors are actually protected by HIPAA, so 12 and up. 
if a child were to go to a school counselor, that counselor does not have to disclose they that. Have, well, right, they have uh, patient uh, confidentiality. Pa- pa- yeah. Patient confidentiality. Yeah. So I feel like, well, hold on. If that's the case, then why are these teachers even. How does this argument even exist that the teacher should be the safe space if the counselors already exist? So you've, you've, you've covered so many. So many yeah, yeah, I right. did. I'm you, sorry. You, I'm so, sorry. Because I, I had thoughts along the way. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. So let's go back to the, the, the Canada case. Mm-hmm. Um, I would need to know what the laws were in Canada. I would need to know what charges he was, he was uh, arrested for. For me to have an educated opinion, okay, I yeah. would need to know. Okay, w- is it child neglect by by denying your child medical care that that uh, the other parent that the doctor saying that they need and to refuse it is I don't know what how their laws are written. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have an educated opinion to to, to speak to that mm-hmm. one. So I don't want to just because it happened there doesn't mean it's going to happen here. Our laws, our constitution are, are are drastically different. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say Canada don't care. Mm-hmm. Not not my country, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, going back to something you said about uh, a, if a child was, you know, in third grade, talking to a kid and was affirmed all the way up to seventh grade. Okay. That, that If you're a parent and you've spent four years in the home with a child and you don't have the relationship to know that, mm-hmm. you're if you have a Venn diagram of, of, of parents who are out of the loop and then parents that would be unsupportive like there's going to be overlap right that 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 venn diagram they're 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 going to overlap we are not talking about most parents Mm -hmm. this is not the, the policy it doesn't affect most parents because most parents love their kids with all of their heart as much i mean if i start crying we're talking about my kids my god Mm -hmm. every time um we all love our kids with every ounce of our being right Mm mm-hmm most of us there are people who maybe it was an unplanned pregnancy maybe the relationship with the 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 mother has gone sideways and so now there's resentment between the 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 father i we i always funny is isn't it the interesting that the that we have this um bias that's always the dad right it's it's always the dad that's unaccepted right in reality in reality everybody is capable of of of, of being weirded out by being uncomfortable by it, by it. So, but I feel like that, uh, when you're making policies and stuff, mm-hmm. like I feel like if you're going to say like a parent, cause parents are abusive for no, a bunch of different a reasons, bunch of right? Reasons. Yeah, so yeah, when you're yeah, making yeah. a policy or a thing, it has to be, you can't make it based off the exception of, and that's an exception sure. of an assumption. Cause some kids might just say, yeah, my dad, dude, kids lie about their parents all the time. Yeah, no, and that, that's, that's, and that's like that's saying, um, you know, when you're saying, Oh, the parents should be in the loop. That'd be like unfair to you. Like your doctor said your daughter, uh, sorry, uh, wasn't autistic, right? And you believed them, but that'd be like if I, they got mad at you, like, hey, where were you? You'd be like, I've been around. I just didn't know till till like, so you didn't know till you took them in, so, but you took the doctor's info on that. Sure. So that doesn't mean you're out of the like. That doesn't mean you're out of the loop. I mean, even some parents are probably working on. You know, they probably have two jobs, and doesn't mean that they're not. They don't love their child. They might not right. know every little thing because all these kids are on social. They have their mm-hmm. own separate life. Right, and you don't know what's influenced them, whether it's their friends, yeah, social and then, media, and the other thing, right? teachers, like, and uh, the parent. We don't know. Has to yeah, we don't know if if their friend group is saying, "No, don't your dad probably won't be cool, so don't say anything to your parents." And then and the, that's that, the you perception know, and that's, being more important than the truth thing, right? So, so here's the thing about the policy, and this is why I disagree with it, is that it is we're talking about a small number of parents would be unsupportive. It's a small number, right? Okay, but the amount of harm done we're, we're, we're talking like life-threatening we're, if you look at the statistic for for domestic violence against lgbtq people it's higher suicide rates higher but not by parents though right oh no 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 it, 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 it it's yes yes i don't i don't have that available to, right. to show it. i i mean i i feel like i i've dropped them on that it's but, right. but but i'll say but but we can have that debate real quick on the dangers of we could go two ways on that, right? Okay. So the dangers of so you're assuming the parents going to be so upset with their kid for coming out, and you say it's a small percentage mm-hmm. um, that say they beat them or you know mm-hmm. beat. I guess or maybe kick, or, kick or, them out of the house. Kick them out of the house. Per yeah, se, that, right? that's the one I think is you know making a, making a child homeless is the, is one of the classic because it's not violent. Yeah. Right. So so I think more parents would be comfortable just to. But some parents think they can have the counter argument, right? Mm-hmm. That we think it's more destructive that if our child happened to go on 
testosterone or anything before hormones mm-hmm. you know if that got in their body we think that would be more just based Understand. off based off what the detransitioner story is Understand. about how their life is never the same after just just to reiterate they can't do that yeah without the parents knowledge without the parents consent Right. So, so we're not. So, but even, so we're but talking, even on that moral argument, I still wouldn't agree. Uh, I still think it's dangerous no matter what. That's like the same thing as if a, a kid, say I saw a 12 year old that was like anorexic, completely skinny, okay, but okay, she felt like enough. she was fat. Like and then the parents, yeah. yeah, and then the parents, like, and the doctor said, yeah, she needs a liposuction. And if you were sitting back, you'd be like, you know, the, perce- you know, the, 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 the fact is like, no, no, they're, they're, anore- like they're anorexic. And some parents, you can almost say that's abusive for a parent. To, to okay that, it, right. to get liposuction on an anorexic child. So no matter if it's legal or the, still the parental right. right, they can't do it without the parent, I would still say, like, I still don't agree with it. Sure. You know what I mean? Just based off based off a lot of the stories from the detransitioners, which we don't hear a lot from because yeah, they're, I, they don't get a platform. And you know they don't get a platform because if they were taken seriously, the doctors and the nurses would mention them. That's like um, uh, informed consent. Yeah, you guess, would say, "Hey, here's here's also bad things that might happen." But if they're not, if the doctor's not telling you that, I, I, I man, so, so again, we've covered a lot. Um, so one thing I'll say when it comes to detransitioners, I, I kind of think of them as flat earthers. Like I know they're out there. I know they're out there. I've never met one. <laughs> I've never. There was I, one at the Marietta School uh, School Board last week. A uh, detransitioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah she and went she back. Spoke about and there's it. plenty okay. online. Oh, that's oh yeah. I, I must. Yeah. I, I, so there's a, there, there's, would, a, there's a lot. Oh, the there's there's is, quite is a few. There's quite a sure. few. Their and voice is silenced. But it's you know? not going to be. Obviously, it's not going to be pushed. <clears> by, right, because it doesn't well, help. It there's no there's nobody who can monetize it. There's no platform that can profit off. Well, well. Right. And if we got to think who's profiting, like I know you don't want to get into pharma, but the medical sure. industry is obviously making money off of it. So it'd be against their, just all based off human greed right. of the, of the right. medical industry and pharma. You, you they have, wouldn't you have, want. Right. You have a point that has no evidence. So I'm going to agree with you, but only to the point that I would have to, if somebody actually had data for me, like actual, like, you know, stock values or, you know, the books of how much these guys are making. And, and yeah, I, I, I know pharma makes money. I know that. Right. Do I think that they're behind the scenes pushing these agendas to to silence the detransitioners? Uh, that gets too far into conspiracy theories for me. Let's talk about what the the competing arguments are here. You have uh, parental rights and parental knowledge, mm-hmm. right, against uh, student privacy. And I, the reason why I disagree with the policy is because students should young people should be able to tell who they trust when it comes to who they think they are. This policy is not about the medical procedure. That's not, that, that, that policy has nothing to do with the medical procedure. Right, right. Can't do that with parent, without parents. This is about a student having a trusted teacher telling them something that's really important to them. I think if those people, if they don't have that, if if the only safe person they have to tell is a teacher, if you make a barrier there, they're going to stay inward. And I said this at the meeting, the fastest way to push somebody to suicide is make them feel isolated, make them feel like nobody understands their pain, nobody gets them. But is it possible if they don't understand how they <clears throat> feel themselves that they might not understand the perspective of their parent? You know, and that's the thing. You, you, you are absolutely correct, but that's why they're seeking out a separate adult. That's I, I, who. The, that's who the teachers. But where is the where is the student privacy? So even if you had a boy or a girl that said they went to the teacher and said they were suicidal, sure. Would well, you still want the? Would you agree that the parent should know that, or do you yeah, believe yeah. that that should be student privacy? So, so if you look at what, so you if you look at what the policy is actually is, there's something called mandatory reporting. Right. Right. And I'm a mandatory reporter because I'm a I'm a soccer coach right. for, for one of my kids' teams. So I, 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 I've been a little bit trained about with the policy. And really, if if you think if it comes under like self-harm, like if they if you if you feel like the kid child is being abused, if you feel like the like the teacher is obli like they're breaking the law if they don't, don't report, report it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're becoming a criminal if they mm-hmm. keep that secret. Right. Yeah. So 
the so when it comes to like you said or like the eating disorder thing right if if a if a, parent, if a teacher sees an eating sees some kind of medically concerning to them they are obligated to tell the parents so parental rights are well, there. That mandated reporter yeah, they're, they're, to, the, to the parents? Yeah. Well, so no, they're right, mandated correct, reporters to, to, to the government. To the to, to, to CPS. To, to, right, well, not just CPS, right, but right, to but, law enforcement, to right. CPS. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and actually there's a, there's a, there's a really good, why, why not the parents in this case, right? Well, why, well, no, no, no. I, I disagree with that. Okay. Why not the parents is because clearly there's something wrong. This child, uh-huh. if the child has bruises, then sure. you should mandate you, report 100 percent right. so that that, that right. should but happen. that's going off the, if there's bruises you well, would, so you actually, yeah, yeah. And, and to be truthful that would be if the you have if you have reason the, yeah if it you also have goes, reason to think that the child's being abused then you should 100 percent if report that so the other part of it is if the child tells them if they, if, they, if, sure. uh, if yeah. they, and and there doesn't have to be bruises for, for sure it for sure that's right. fine uh, um, emotional abuse is also what and so like we what what is carved out out like what is not mandatory reported because we we let the the, the child decide is their gender identity but but also you said um that there was like a statistic between autism and mm-hmm. transgenderism mm-hmm. so if the kid is uh autistic you would still wouldn't that question their um rationale skills about whether because they can't read body language emotion sure. so maybe possibly they feel a certain way then they have right. autism and they look at you but you might be loving parent and they, they might they tell their friends and they totally miss it yeah so if there's a connection there then we can't listen we can't listen to like it's like listening to a 13 year old autistic kid of like ah, tell my parent this but not that and this but not that and i'm feeling this way but don't tell them uh, you so, would say like well I can't. let's make this let's make the practice a little more uh, real right Let's say, you know, one of our children who's autistic, who understands that they, that they misinterpret, like they, they, they understand that they're not wired the same, right? We want them to have the teachers as a sounding board, as a sanity check. Hey, I'm feeling this way about myself. I don't think my dad will get it. I don't think he'll understand. Yeah, but again, right? but that is what the counselors are for. They're much more better equipped and knowledgeable yeah. on that stuff. So and they are protecting Let's, 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 hey, let's be real. Let's, yeah. let's be real. Uh-huh. How many counselors do our schools have? I think one per. I think one uh-huh. per. And now to how many thousands of kids? But you just said. Well, why would they not you, hire counselors? Okay, so if the but government and the school two, board cares but you so said much. 2%. Oh, but, you said, so, but you said 2%, though. I mean, the transgender no, 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 right, right. students are but, but 2% this, of our community. But also, but right? Right, so so, the, so that's that's transgender. Now, the, LGBT, okay, I see, I see. the LGBTQ, the rest of them, right. make up about another 8%. Okay. I, all right. I, by the way. So 10%. 10%, right. And by the way. I, these are these are numbers that I you know I googled yeah so they're fallible they're not they're not facts they're they're they're, they're what I found uh-huh. right yeah. and they fit my confirmation well actually they didn't because I thought the number was higher it's kind of surprising to see that it was ten percent this actually that's the thing is like you are we are talking about a small percentage but not part of it is like I don't know if you guys remember going through school and having a special bond with some of your teachers. Not all your teachers. For me, it was Mr. Gates. He was my he was my senior e, e, senior. Hey, Mr. Gates, uh, English. Uh, teacher. It's not Bill Gates, right? No, no. no. <laughs> like he, the guy was amazing. Like he's he's the one who vibe check. He's the one who passed it, right? Right. It would have not because the other part is the counselor. I saw that. That's there for abuse. That's there for. Child neglect. That's like, like I'm just not feeling me today. But if I they're know. afraid of their parent uh, because they're going to be abusive, you think right. they would go to the counselor then, or the teacher should There's, recommend them to the counselor if they have the fear that if they if the kid told the teacher that my parent would not understand I was going to be a let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Right, if would they come you, out, would you? Because also, Wait. I think I think that you're you're talking through the lens mm-hmm. of the father of a teenager, mm-hmm. while I'm thinking of the lens of the father of a younger child. Would sure. you? So, and a lot of these discussions, yeah. I think, like it makes sense when I hear from a teenager. When I when right. I yeah when I yeah. when I when I think of like a kid who's a junior that doesn't want to tell his parents. And wants to talk to the teacher, right. like their okay? maturity is right. different. Yeah. Would would you would you agree that maybe middle school and lower 
that's not something that we should keep from the parents. So, no, I think children below the age of 12. So, you know, was that uh, what, what 12 year old puts you up with seventh grade? Uh, 12, yeah, 12 is seventh grade. Straight, right. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say that there's so my my 13 year old, we are already having discussions about their sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, she used a term called ace. Completely new to me. Still know what it means. Other than okay. uh, not attracted to anybody. Okay. As a dad, I'm just like, okay, that part of your brain hasn't switched on yet. Because, listen, almost all human beings, that flip, that switch will flip, and you're going to how, go how, crazy. How bigoted of you to say that. No, I'm I just know, playing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me. I'm a bigot. I know it. I know it. Um, <laughs> uh, so... But I, but going back, here's the thing though: is like the 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 counselor thing. Number one, we just do not have enough counselors. We do not have enough social workers. And this is goes back to some one of the questions that somebody asked um, Dr. Kamrowski was, what's if you're going to have this policy where you're going to have teachers tell, be told, what support are you going to offer those kids after the fact? Mm-hmm. Like if they're kicked out of the house, do you have a shelter for them? If they're physically abused, are you going to send the police to like like? No, but I think. But I, but the I kid think, could go to CPS think, and the well, social but, services. But, but here's the thing, though: is the, the, the but I think that, the, that I think that okay, go ahead, go ahead. the the crisis in that case is being created by the school and the policies of the school. So if if and and, and the schools represent government here, right? Because the, these are the policies governing what happens with our children at these facilities. Mm-hmm. So if they make a policy that gets my child in a hateful relationship with me, right? Y'all started it. But they can't determine how you're going to react. No, they don't but know. they need to be equipped. If they're, going to, if they're going to make a policy where they're going to... Where again, you're just informed, that's all. But yeah, well, but well here's the thing. Don't, but don't you think that that's more the responsibility again? I, I of think other that government that's, facilities. No, 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 no. That's more the responsibility of again of the parent. I think that if you're a parent and you get this information and it frustrates you and you're thinking like. I'm not going to confirm this. I think that it is your responsibility now to go and seek therapy, seek family therapy, seek counseling with your child. So, yeah, I, because real sorry, sorry, but if the kid came out, right? So the kid came out and then the parents were informed. Mm-hmm. Parents got upset, kicked him out of the house. Mm-hmm. The kid then goes to social services, so CPS or the police, mm-hmm. right? And then that parent will be investigated for like uh, you can't kick out your kid, right? Under under 18. Mm-hmm. So then but then you're saying that most of the transgender end up homeless. So what I'm saying is that maybe we shouldn't put a lot of trust in the CPS and stuff because obviously they're not shel- – it's not the school board's job to shelter the kid if the parent happens to be abusive. So It's CPS's job to take care of them. But if CPS isn't doing it, why would I listen to CPS's recommendation on whether the parent should be informed? So what's interesting here is I think we have competing perspectives is – you see – I'll just give you one quick thing about my upbringing. Uh, I was raised um, by two ordained ministers. Mm-hmm. Both my parents are pretty, what you would call hardcore Christians, right? Um, like when I was a child, I was drugged to a Planned Parenthood as a, uh, as a protest, holding signs of dead fetuses. Mm-hmm. Like that was my upbringing, that pro-life, like, like, so when I think of my parents, if I had, if I had a different identity, do I think my parents would have been accepting? No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think they were. I think they would have sent me away to one of these pray the gay away camps, Mm -hmm. which don't work. They would have probably tried some kind of, you know, chemical therapy for me, which just screws up your body. Like that's, so when I, so when I'm thinking of parents being non understanding, I'm thinking of my own. Mm -hmm. So, I have. Do you think that's influencing possibly your perspective? Well, a bit? it does. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Your upbringing, your upbringing, right? So you have that upbringing, so that I think did. will be you, in your you, mind. You're right. And then I didn't, but but do you think most parents are like that? No, or you, no, I don't. Yeah. I, I, but but here's the and thing. if they were, they could nowadays, right? The kid would could totally like report them and like well, no, and that's get the everything thing. they want. There's, there's, it's like the, the kid would not be like. Um, 
a question about it, right? And this in, in today's society, they would definitely. So if the parents happen to do that to you mm. with today's, if we have CPS and social social services, they should come in and help that kid because you can't. Like I said, well, there's a, a lot of abusive parents. It's not a crime to be bigoted, right? It's not. It's not a crime to to, to It's not to, to have that mm -hmm. kind of. It's not a crime, right? right. So. If if your child feels that you're un like you're not a safe space, right? Like you haven't committed a crime here, you haven't mm -hmm. done anything wrong. So right. there's no reason to call CPS. To me, what but the I issues, thought the fear was like them getting like it, uh, it is, abused it is. or kicked Actually, out. Actually, what I what it, to me it comes down to is privacy. If I see myself in 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 school, supposed to be a safe space, right? I should be able to. Well, tell, where did that come from? I don't know. I don't know. Because since when, really? Honestly, like counselors and doctors are safe spaces based off HIPAA and confidentiality, but school is supposed to be math, English, and yeah, language. Like, uh, since like when did the teachers so that the whole place. word? You know what I mean? Like, you so know, that's really kind you know, of new. So, something I would think about is I think over the last uh, 40, 50 years, um, parenting has been offloaded to the schools. In a lot of ways, I think. But is that a good thing or bad thing? Bad thing. Absolutely bad yeah. thing. Right. Because I, they're putting I, more pressure on teachers that aren't really it, qualified it, it, to deal right. with those situations. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I agree because the, because unless the teacher happens to be a parent themselves, like that's, like, I think we mentioned that over text messages, like, like this is the hardest thing you'll ever do and you got absolutely zero training to be a parent. So I think that we... I think we had a real healthy conversation. Yeah. I don't think that we necessarily move found. Yeah, we didn't move the needle or sure. found common ground. But I think that the biggest thing that, that Derek and I talk about that we want to do with this is it's it's not about changing your mind sure. or or us trying to change anyone's mind or you trying to change anyone's mind. Mm -hmm. It's more about you are on a different side of a topic than we are sure. and we should be able to come together as neighbors and have these discussions Absolutely. and conversations Absolutely. you know um, right it doesn't mean we hate each other like we want all. both sides and both sides want us to think that we hate each other based off these differences that's right but it's not a hate based off we have a disagreement on like we have right. disagreements on pretty much medical kind of procedures like whether home like you know before puberty or after puberty should the parent be informed and i see your point of what you're saying and then I, you know, I have my rebuttals, of course. Sure, absolutely. You know? Yeah, so. And, and, and I'll give you a perfect example where the rhetoric of the media and the rhetoric of society is really steering us wrong. When you hear the word culture war, mm -hmm. that's what we're told that we're in the middle of. We're in the middle of a culture war, right? Mm -hmm. Well, here's the, here's the problem with that rhetoric. When you start using terms like war with an enemy that you are at war with, there is no compromise. It is literally kill them. It is us or them in war it's me or the other guy and it all comes down to who like that's that is the mindset when you use words like culture wars it's not and we're being we're being lied to it's not a culture war mm -hmm. there are people uh, profiting off of making it into a culture war because it fits their po their political agenda it fits their their media platforms it, they can monetize it I would say big picture. Yeah. I have to say, if we zoomed out of Temecula, big picture, yeah. I think there is a culture war going on. Well, no. But I think what I think when we zoom in, I agree with what mm. you said. I don't think I don't think there's a there's a culture war here in our town as much as people try to spin it like that. But I think that I think that we have a lot of issues. We have a lot of issues that go sure. much deeper than. The conversation of parental rights or transgenderism or, yeah. or, or or the difference of ideologies. And for instance, a war, say we're at war with Russia per se, right? You still want to go to the table like, just because it's a culture war, it's a war of ideas and ideologies, but there's still the availability to meet up and you're supposed to be able to compromise. That's why you're supposed to be leaders well, to be able to compromise. But I'm not saying you, but your sure, side sure, sure. is... Uh, you know, pretty vicious. Like, for example, like they just dox my and box your and stuff side on. vilifies prayers. Yeah, but so, but yeah, but by the but, way, by the way, that was unfair. That yeah, was, that yeah, was yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But that's because because like, one word of a hype of a. Um, Hyperbole doesn't mean that the whole thing is demonizing. Yeah. It'd be like a regular it, term because you can right. say you demonize. Because I say your side. I think calls a, a, a better side, right? a better way to put what he said. Sure. I think would be to say that there are people who agree with you on this topic that are in our town that are going about this situation that are kind of 
trying to make it a culture war. They're sure. they're doxing people they don't agree with. They're yeah. attacking and, them right. viciously. Right. Right. You know, and and like. I just I don't agree with that. Like and a call I, to Antifa for parents so, that so, want to get together. You know, like so that's. I, I don't know anything about the Antifa thing. That seems a, a bit of a stretch to me. However, the thing I will agree with you guys on this actually happened at the scoreboard meeting. Somebody stood up. They conducted a character assassination. The person was speaking from. I by the way, it's not really my side, but they were right, they right, were right. speaking yeah. ag- against the policy. But what they did was they had done. Dirt digging on the three board member, the majority, and they talked about like you're being sued and you lost your job and 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 that is unacceptable, right? Because mm-hmm. like, it has nothing to do. It with has the policy. no relevance. Right. Right. It right. has no relevance. Yeah. Um, and so, but when have you heard our side technically do that? Uh, you know, that's the thing. So, so you guys, part of it is it, from the majority's perspective, you don't have to. You, you already know that the, at the at the before the meeting started, you know it was going to be railroaded and approved. So you don't have to conduct any of this guerrilla warfare tactics, and that's my point. But this is this is my problem with using words like culture wars and guerrilla tactics is because we aren't enemies. Right, right. We're we not, are not right, enemies. Right. But I we, think some of your side might no, think no, we no, are. No, 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 no. So why would they call us a Nazi or bigot? Listen, those are, you know what I mean? Like, why would they call just us because, that? Listen, because there's a-holes in every, in every camp. Yeah, but an yeah. asshole's not a Nazi. Uh, so let me let, like, my, my, my whole point to the, to the statement is we're not at war. We are we're all not. We're not. neighbors. You guys, uh, by the way, you said in your last podcast or your first podcast, Y'all voted these people in. Mm-hmm. You used the the tools of democracy to do it legally and legitimately. And I give you, I give you guys, I give the party credit. You guys did it, and you did it right. And you caught, you caught the people who disagree. Caught us completely unaware and complacent. And I looking at myself. I'm looking at myself here. That was the last week's was the first board meeting I went to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what they're doing for for you know good or ill, the the majority doing all of these things railroading these policies the crt thing the 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 curriculum thing the the parent the teacher well, how's it railroading when like uh, most of the city voted them in and that's what so, they ran uh, on so you know what you're right i might have that that might be a that might have been a, a mischaracterization that might have been because what i would say is that their minds were made up before that meeting started, yeah, but, that's but the, the same, same thing, thing happens like with like yeah. Allison and, right. and, and Jody and, too. Uh, the, During that, the whole COVID thing, Jody's mind was made up. Okay, every time yeah. Listen, and, and, and here's yeah. and here's yeah, a like but but the, you know, and then that's and yeah. I think that that's what happens with the other two board members too. Is their minds are made up? You know, it's like we all go up there and speak, and like right. nobody listens. Nobody right. nobody really cares. Right. You know, and I I think that I think that there's the the all encompassing issue is where. Our community members who disagree mm-hmm. are going about this process. I agree with you that it's not a war, but like, dude, I have people calling me and telling me, hey, be careful. These people will dox you. You'll get fired from your job. Yeah. They'll come after your wife. Yeah. That is crazy. That well, is so disrespectful. Like you, you, you said you don't know about the Antifa thing, and I get it that you don't know sure. that. But the person who posted that was in the room, and when I said that and turned around, she was dancing and celebrating. Yeah, I important. didn't use her name, you know, but like these are the things that frustrate me as a community member, as someone who served, you know, like yeah. I think everybody has a right to speak their mind. I think that on the the topics that we discussed, we yeah. we we agree to disagree sure. and we do it cordially. Yep. And this Absolutely. is this is what needs to happen. More, not yeah. yeah, not the doxing of your neighbors, not the attacking, yeah. Yeah, not no. the not Completely the calls agree. for Completely violence, agree. not none yeah. of that. You no. know, I none think of that, that is none of that is part of civil discourse. Right. That is not what the founding fathers in, envisioned for how we would because democracy is meant to be alive. The Constitution is a living document. It we have the Bill of Rights, we have amendments because it needs to change over time. It needs to reflect the society that we are. But we have to do it in a loving, kind, productive way. Right. Calling for violence, doxing people, completely unacceptable. It it it, it should not be a part of anybody's tactics. Mm-hmm. It's just if your argument is so bad that you have to resort to unethical and almost illegal tactics 
you you need to look in the mirror and ask what is your motivation right mm-hmm. what is driving you are you being driven by hate and fear because what we should be looking at is the love of our neighbor treat others the way we would want to be treated right the golden rule the basic the the, the great commandment of the bible that's what we should be motivated by mm-hmm. and disagreeing with people nicely and kindly is what we should be doing and i cannot thank you enough for for putting on a platform for putting in the money the time the energy to even bring somebody who you knew before i got here though there was going to places that we were going to disagree i cannot because this is the cure this is how we rescue our democracy this is how we pull it out of the hands of the extremists Mm-hmm. And bring it to the majority of the people who are moderates. Mm-hmm. Most people can meet mostly in the middle. Yeah, I agree. We just have to stop painting each other as enemy. We're not enemies. Well, I thanks agree. for coming on, man. I Dude, appreciate you coming me. on. And uh, we didn't get to everything, but we'll, we'll have you back again. I feel okay. bad because you brought you brought you brought receipts, no worries, dude. Man. I was ready. I was ready. I, I, but I still want to see him when we hang up yeah. here. I'm still okay. interested in talking. So. Thanks, man. Thank yeah. you, Derek. Danny, yep. you guys are awesome. Thank you, man. God bless you guys. So simple. Yeah, good conversation. Yeah, I really absolutely. enjoyed it. All right, Cheers. we'll catch you guys later.